Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. So grab, grab yourselves a seat, give yourselves a high five if you want to. Thank you, awesome worship team. You guys are awesome. We're going to get you back in, in, in only a few minutes. Who's enjoying the sun out there? It's good. Apparently there's a, um, another cold front coming through. Just so that all the people who got sunburned can ice themselves off. It's all good. Hey, um, there's a little bit of a glory cloud in here with the old haze, isn't it, Rob? It's all good. I, re- I really believe tonight God's going to shift and move in our lives. You know, um, I have expectation, and, and I know God moved and shifted things this morning. But uh, and, and I believe we stand on the rock of hope, and we know that hope holds it all together, and we have a future in our Lord and Savior. But also, as we live our lives, as we as we journey with God, as we step one foot in front of the other, as we walk by faith and not by sight, we still need to partner and co-labor with God and to outwork what He's called us to do on this planet in the in the air and the breath that we have. Um, and so tonight, I just I've just got something on my heart, and it and it's it was propelled from around about three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I was leading a service and. I was um, ab-libbing a scripture. I don't know if anyone can remember it, and I can laugh at myself. It's all good. Um, but the, the, I was like, we don't fight against principalities and powers. We fight against flesh and blood. And we're like, and I was like, no, we fight against flesh and blood and principalities and powers. And no, we fight against flesh and principalities and powers and blood. I don't know. I got it, I just got it really mixed up and. It was like it all went through the blender, and, and it, like, it was like a possum in headlights and stage fright. And uh, it was just like one of those moments where everything froze. I had, had like, you know how you have your, your best mate, and your, you, you know, because none of you try to impress your best mate. Pastor Mark's a good friend of mine, and he just, I just froze. But um, it led me to a point where I actually just wanted to dive into it a little bit more, and so I went back to, and that's why often I try and read scriptures rather than off the cuff quoting them because of my, just the challenges I, I have in and around English and all that sort of stuff. I, I do mix them up and stuff like that. But tonight I want to read to us Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 19. Now, if you've been a Christian for a little while or even a long time, this is a must read. Pastor Desiree talked about having... Um, uh, she likes reading, she likes having favorite books and all those sort of things. Uh, well, Ephesians is a must read, it's a favorite book of mine. And uh, it might not be a, a romantic comedy, or, or a, I was trying to come up with a, what Pastor Desiree was talking about this morning. It's not, it wasn't, it's not an, a, 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 um, a movie in World War II with a, a, a romantic gist to it, it's not really a rom-com, is it? It was like an action-com or... Comraction, or I'm not sure. Anyway, we're way off topic right now. But I want you to, if you're a Christian, you <laughs> read the whole Bible, FYI. But I love Ephesians. I think you can get a lot out of the six chapters of Ephesians. And, and Ephesians chapter 6, I want to read to you from verses 10 through 19, and we're going to just share a few thoughts. And I, I really believe God wants to move. 
So it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm, um, then with the belt of truth the buckle, that buckles around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flames, of, flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the word, uh, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, uh, I'm going on because some people stop there often. But verse 18 says, And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, the words may be given given me so that I will freely make known the mystery of the gospel. I want to I talk tonight. We do fight against um, principalities and powers. There is, as you're being, if you're even a, a new Christian, uh, a mature Christian, not even a Christian this morning, tonight, there, are, there is a heavenly realm and there is the earthly realm that we live in and we fight against principalities and powers. And that's why, that's why the, Paul's telling us here and he's educating us here to put on some um, armory. Who likes wearing armory? Not that It's not something we really wear these days, is it? We don't really have to put on the old, you know, a helmet. Um, you know, maybe you do if you're a cyclist. You know, you should always wear a helmet if you're a cyclist. Um, but we don't really walk around with the old shield of faith in our back pocket, do we? We don't hold up a shield or we're not really walking around with a sword hang, hanging out. Anyone, you know, when I watched the, um, the funeral of the queen, there was some of the people wearing, you know, armory. Uh, you, you got me? Walk with me, people. Walk with me. And, and we don't really walk around these days, but I want to talk about one thing, and, and that's not too much. It's, it's generally what you do wear. And you like, oh, you do wear shoes, yes. But another part of that everyday common utensil of clothes is a belt, right? Someone's like happy they guessed belt right then. It was great. But I want to talk about the belt of truth. Tonight, because when, when what, what we can do is when we fight against principalities and powers, what we have to understand first is we've got to stand on what the truth is. Uh, who's heard of A Few Good Men, a movie that is old? All right. Homework. I knew I should have had the clip to play it. But uh, there's this, there's this uh, a court scene where it's, like, it's Tom Cruise, early days. Tom Cruise, early days, and there's like, you can't handle the truth. Is anyone with me now? Just a few people. Anyone? Just put your hand up. Okay, move on real quickly. Right. So I want to talk about the belt of truth tonight. And we've got to understand that as we live life, there's many, many things that wants to pull us away. And it's the thing, well, there's many opportunities to pull us away from the truth. People have an opinion. 
well, is it truth or is it not truth? It's, it might be their truth, it might be their opinion, but is it the truth? And, and, and it talks here in, um, in John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. And John chapter 8 starts off with the, a woman who was accused in adultery. And Jesus says, you know, you, you who have sinned, none cast the first stone. And they all walked away and, and, um, and all that. And then they basically get into this big, big discussion. And, and Jesus is talking here with the Pharisees and stuff. And he's like, Jesus said to... Uh, Oh, sorry, verse um, 43. He says, why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are, you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is, the, he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you choose naturally, uh, you just naturally don't believe me. This is Jesus having a conversation with the Pharisees, and he's laying it down. I don't know about you, but who would like to be on the other end of that conversation? I don't want to be on the other end of that conversation. But he's, he's, he's making a really, really... Really, 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 just to make sure everyone's listening, a really important truth that the devil is the father of all lies. That is a really important truth. Because whatever pulls you, I've found through, through most of my walk with God and most of my challenges that I've had to walk through, I've had to first deal with lies. Have you ever had to deal with a lie? You're not good enough. You've got to look like this. You've got to wear the Crocs now. <laughs> Who pays a hundred bucks for a bit of foam? Many people. Anyway, it's got to be cool. You can't do that. Will, you're going to fail at college. Will, you're, no one likes you. There's lies that we all have to walk through. And if we, if we understand that the devil is the father of all lies and we know the truth, we've got to understand that what Jesus has done for us on the cross sets us free. I'm excited about this. Even I'm preaching to myself tonight. Earlier, actually in John chapter 8, I've, re, I've sort of gone a little bit upside down. Earlier it says in verse 31, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. On tonight, I, I just really believe that God wants to establish truth in our hearts. God wants to establish truth in our spirit. Because why? Because the devil loves to lie to you. He loves, like, have, you ever, have you ever been fired from a job? You don't have to put hands up for any of these questions that I'm throwing out tonight. But that, that, anyone had to deal with rejection? Anyone had to deal with, with you're not good enough? Anyone looked in the mirror and compared themselves to the latest, I don't know, fashion model or whatever? You know, you think you've got to be this, you've got to be that. No, the, and the devil loves to spark lies into your world. And that might not only just be a, from a comparison point of view, but it, it could be a hereditary, uh, handed down, having to deal with stuff. 
because of the sins of the forefathers. Tonight I want to tell you that, that, that we can know the truth and the truth can set you free. The truth can set you free. What's the truth though? What is the truth of your situation? Well, this is how it's always been, so this is how it's always going to be. Is that the truth? Depends on what situation you stand on. Uh, I, I, love, I love reading. I love Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Many of you may know it if you've been around church and for, for a while. I love reading this because this, this to me, puts truth into my heart. It puts, a, it puts, it puts like a, a, a plumb line from a building point of view. It, it levels things out. I can reference back to it often. And I, I love these scriptures. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring peace and prosperity. That's true. Putting the teaching of God in your life will, will give you a long life. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet, on the tablet of your heart. There's truth right now. There. Faithfulness and love. Put it into your heart. That's truth. Not bitterness, disappointment. That's that's a lie of the devil. Then verse 4 it says, Then you will win favor. And a good name in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, many of you might know this or be, understand this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. That's truth right there. That's truth. Can we trust in the Lord with all of our heart? Well, what does the devil like to do? No, you can't do it. No, don't, don't. Well, don't put all your trust in God. Come on, you need to take control of your life. You need to work out your destiny. You need to figure it out. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't put your trust in God. Don't, don't, don't use up your time on a Sunday to serve the kingdom. Don't, don't step out in faith during your work week and share about how, how church was awesome. No, let's trust in God with all of our heart. Let's step out and in all our ways acknowledge Him. Don't be wise, verse 7. In your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring healthy to, health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. You know, there's a truth there. When you honor God and your finances, there will be an overflow in your life. But how often does the devil lie to you around that? Oh, you don't need to give into the church. You don't need to tithe into the church. Well, you don't because you're giving to God. You're not giving to the church. And this message is not about tithing and not about giving. But, man, does the devil love to put lies into people around finances. And I, I, I just despise, I, I get really upset with the devil because I've seen through personal testimony on how blessed people are when they trust in the Lord with their finances. I've seen People's vats overflow. In fact, Pastor Bruce had a farm. He literally had his vats overflowing with milk going everywhere. But there's a truth tonight. What can you trust God in? Where, can you, where could we tonight push back the devil on lies? 
Where could we tonight go, you know what, no, I want to know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Because many, many, many times we just think, oh, no, this is uh, cool. We've gone to church today. We've done that, and we've had a good time. We've had a good time worshiping God, lifting Him up, proclaiming His name, believing, praying for one another. We've even come to church, and we've served in church, and whether you've been on kids in the morning or hosting at night or whatever, and we've, we've done a good thing because we're part of the vision and the mission of church, and that's good. It is but have we been, has there been some truth? Has there been some freedom in our lives this morning? Now, this morning, there was, there was freedom in my life around hope. Some things that as we went through the Word of God, I was listening. I was like, yes, Lord, there's freedom. There's, there's a hope here that I can latch on to. And I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me. But tonight, is there freedom for you? I want to tell you, there's freedom for you. Um. You know, God, God can be, God is true to keep his promises. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, in the New International Version, it says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are a yes in Christ, and so through him an amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. You know, God's promises are a yes and amen. His promises are yes and amen. He, can't, he doesn't go back on his promises. God is true to his word. I wonder tonight what, 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 we can, what we can stand on. Can we stand on the truth of God? And I'm laboring this just a little bit because we've got to be able to stand on something. Desiree, again, referring back to this morning, she talked about how we stand on hope. We've got to stand on hope. We've got to stand on truth. Why? Because the devil loves to tell you lies. But what do we refer back to? I pray we refer back to the full armor of God. I pray we refer back to the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. I love also that God's promises are a yes and an amen. But you know, when it comes to the truth, I don't know about you, but whenever there's a battle, whenever there's a situation or you know, whenever Wellington comes up against the Canterbury and, and, and they win... It's a good thing, right? You always got to understand and know the enemy. Everyone. They weren't playing against Otago, so we can preach about this freely tonight. Well, I was born in Wellington, so amen to that. Anyway, our allegiances flip-flop. See, the truth is, though, and I love this scripture, the truth is that in Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15, it says, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. By the blood of Jesus, we've been set free. I'll just add that part in. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers in authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. We've got to understand there's truth here tonight that Jesus has disarmed the spiritual rulers in authority. I know this is a little bit like, oh, spiritual stuff and heavenly realm here tonight. But man, if we could believe and, and, and pray and, and know that the truth sets us free. And we can, we can even refer back to Colossians going, you know what? When Jesus died on the cross, he disarmed all of them. Can you imagine Wellington playing the, the, the I was going to say the Crusaders, Canterbury, and none of them wearing rugby boots? 
They'd be like ice skating around. I'm, I'm using rugby here, New Zealand's favorite game. You know, of course, it'd be easy for Wellington to win when, when, when people are running around in socks. And, it's, and I know it doesn't really line up, but we've got to understand that Jesus has disarmed. He's disarmed the principalities and rulers and authorities. And I like this even more because I'm a little bit competitive. It says that he shamed them publicly. There was a victory lap. He walked around and he's like, no, no, no. This isn't going to happen. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Tonight I want to tell you that the truth will set you free. When we fight against principalities and powers, we have been given all authority by God to pray and believe and to stand on the truth of God that Jesus is that the Lord's promises are a yes and an amen. That, that, that Jesus publicly disarmed the spiritual authorities and powers. And so I want you to, I want you to, uh, my heart is, and, and maybe I'm just it's preaching to me as well, but there's nothing like getting a bit of competitive grit in your spirit. Because it annoys me when the devil's lies keep start winning. It annoys me, it annoys me when people's destination or, or, or people are starting to waver because lies have been told and, and people are understanding lies rather than the truth of God that is over their lies. The truth is that Jesus is one. The truth is that we live, I, I guess, we live in victory, but we've got to uh, attain victory as well. We've had the victory because we're with Jesus, but we've also got to walk out that victory because the devil still wants to try and steal, kill, and destroy us. And um, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17, there's, there's, a, there's a big situation going on, and Elisha and a servant, and, and um, they're the, the scouting out a... Uh, another battle, and it says this, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes. And let him see the Lord. So the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. We fight against principalities and powers. I love what it goes on. And it says, it actually goes on. It says, so there are more with us than against us. You know, in the spirit, sometimes we've got to. We've got to dig into the Spirit. We've got to understand in the Spirit that there's way, way, way more with us than against us. We might not be able to see it in the natural, but maybe we can pray. Maybe you could pray, say, Lord, open the eyes of my heart to see what you're doing. See, in the situations that you might be going through and the challenges that inevitably one day you'll be walking through, there's going to be moments where I pray you'll answer that question, Lord, open the eyes. Open my eyes so I can see who's with me. Open the eyes so I can see who's with me. You know, honestly, most of us do have the same, um, same, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
response of the servant. Oh, sir, what will we do now? Ever had a diagnosis? Ever had a bad report? Ever had a situation you're like, oh, no, more bills than money? There's always going to be something going on, and there's always, oh, no, what are we going to do now? Can we pray and believe tonight that, that the truth will set us free? Now, there's some things, you know, we've got to take the whole Bible as itself, and there's things where we've got to understand that it all works together. Stewardship is one of those things. We've got to be good stewards with our lives and with what God gives to us, and we can't overspend and all that sort of stuff. And We've got to understand and bring that into line. You can't just go, oh, no, what will we do now? But we also can go, Lord, I humble myself and... We can shift some things around and change it so that we do come in and align with stewardship and God can resurrect and change things. But I love Elijah's response. He says, don't be afraid. Can I want to tell you tonight, don't be afraid. Maybe you've had a situation. Maybe you've had a challenge. Maybe you've got something, one of your friends, and there's a diagnosis. There's something going on. I don't know what it is, but Elijah says, don't be afraid. Why? Because he knows the truth. And the truth is that there was more with them than against them. Come on, tonight I want to tell you the truth is there's more with you than against you. There's more for you than against you. This is, this is not a heavy message, but it's an authoritative message. We've got to understand the authority we walk in, you walk in, I walk in, because of who we are with Jesus. You know, we've shared the scripture a number of times. Excuse me. In the second Timothy chapter one verses seven, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. See, we've got to under this understand the scripture and, and we we share it a lot because it carries a lot of authority. And a lot of the times we, we can choose what position we come from. Do we choose to come from a spirit of fear position or a timidity or an intimidation position? Or do we stand on the truth which sets us free? Which says, I'm going to come from a position of power. I'm going to come from a position of love. I'm going to come from a position of sound mind or self-discipline. You know, I love the fact that we have a prayer team down the front. But you know what? They should, there should be a line out the door of going to them. Because what? They come from a position of love. They stand from a position of power. They're not there to be intimidated or they're not there to, to, to stand and they're very they're good people and they believe in the power of God. So if there's something going on in your world, man, use them. Uh, and so what position are you coming from when something happens? Are you coming from a position of fear? Or are you coming from a position of timidity? Music team, you guys can jump up. It'll help me finish. In the belt of truth, I never really, I thought, well, the belt. It's like some people wear belts, some people don't. But, you know, a belt's really, really important because it holds your pants up. No one wants to walk around with no pants on. I'm not trying to be funny, but a belt's really, really important. 
the belt of truth is really, really important in your life. Always put on truth. Every day when you go out, put on truth. There's going to be stuff that hits you. Well, is that true? Is that what the Bible says? Is that, is that a promise from God? It, it, has the Lord disarmed that principality and power? Yes, he has. So we've got to put on the truth. You know, many of you may know 1 Samuel chapter 17. In fact, it's probably like it was the first reference that whenever I would go and go to a church and I'd hear someone say, oh, today we're going to preach, for, we're going to share a message out of 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I figured out it was real early, quite quickly. It was the David and Goliath story. So if you haven't figured that one out, that's okay. I've just helped you. You've learned something tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and there's this story, and I can't do all the background and, and all that, but there's basically the Philistines on one side and the Israelites on another side, and the Philistines are, have got this big, 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 tall giant called Goliath, and he's taunting them. What is he doing? He's taunting. He's, he's telling them lies. He's telling them lies every single day. In fact, for 40 days, everyone gets up, everyone gets dressed, everyone marches out, and all the Israelites listen to Goliath taunt them for 40 days. He just speaks yelling lies, telling lies, and intimidating them, putting fear into their hearts. I mean, looking at him, sure, he was, he was intimidating. Says some... He was between eight to nine foot tall. That's huge. I think that's like this height standing on the stage. Intimidating. And every day it was what would how how they organized the battle was like, let's not have a, a mass army against armies. It was like you call your best person out and you call my best person out. It was a little bit like the opening scene of Troy, if you've seen it, with Achilles. But this guy would come out, and Goliath would come out, and he'd just taunt. He'd just taunt. He'd just taunt. He'd just so lies. He'd so lies all the time. And I love David's response. And David was a, a young man who, who was a shepherd in a field, and he'd gone through a few battles, and he'd learned some stuff, and he, and he knew who, who the Lord was. And he'd gone through a whole situation, and he gets to this point where he's like, I want, to, I want to take on this Goliath. Out of all of the Israelites, he gets to, Saul the king says, okay, you can take Goliath on. And I love the fact that the thing that won the battle, the very attribute, the very thing that David held on to was the truth of God. It was the truth of God. Listen to this. It says, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of the heavenly armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead body, your dead body of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here today will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. 
See, David acknowledges straight away the very things that we can be intimidated about. He acknowledges that there was a, that Goliath had a sword. He acknowledged that he had a spear. He acknowledged that he had a javelin. But then he knew what he had also. He knew that he had in his heart and in his spirit that he said, I come at you in the name of the Lord of the heavenly armies. David is carrying truth. He's carrying truth. I'm passionate about this tonight because we've got to know the truth. There's going to be times where the devil wants to tell you lies, but we can come back and no, no, you can come at me with your lies. You can come out 40 days and taunt every single person. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And in the name of Jesus, I'm adding in there now because we're in the New Testament. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord of the heavenly armies, we're going to win this victory tonight. We're going to tell some truth. You know, what's the position you're standing in right now? Are you standing in a position of fear? Are you standing in a position of timidity? Or are you standing from a position of power, love, and a sound mind? I pray that you're standing in a position of power, love, and a sound mind. But, but I want to tell you, don't be, don't be shy. Don't be ashamed tonight because there's often, even I feel like sometimes often, like the rest of the Israelites, we get up, put on our shoes, or our, slip on our crocs, Put on our pants, put on our armor, leave camp, march out. And then some fear starts creeping in. Some intimidation starts happening because it's just lies. The devil wants to send people in situations to bring fear and timidity. And you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to back off today. All right, Goliath, you're all good. You just, you, some, hey, hey, you're bigger than me. You go get him. You'll be all right. Come on, bro. You'd rather you than me. Let me step back and Homer Simpson into the hedge. There's, there's, there's been many days that I feel like I'm an Israelite soldier standing on the side of the field. Oh, not, not me today. Not me today. I don't know. Anyone else ever felt like that? Anyone else ever felt like they've got dressed up? Marched out with everyone? Come on, guys. Let's march out and do worship on a Sunday. We march out, we stand on the walls. And then suddenly intimidation, suddenly lies, and the devil loves to send something, you're like, ooh. 40 days, it always bothered me. 40 days they went back and forth, back and forth. No one came out until one day, someone who held the truth. One day someone came with the truth and the truth is we fight against principalities and powers. But Jesus said on the cross, I've been, said as he went to the cross, for I've been given all authority, as he went to heaven, sorry, I've been given all authority, now go, he's commissioned us. 
Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.